All right, guys. Uh, this is just going to be a quick, quick episode today. Uh, it's not even technically a full episode of the Teacher Martino podcast. I don't know what, what the series is going to be called, but this is going to be very short form, probably going to be around 20 minutes or so. But basically, I wanted to just talk about uh, some of the Marvel TV shows. I figured I started talking about WandaVision uh, in early February, and uh, when the show finished, I never got around to actually concluding my thoughts on it. So I figured I'd talk about that today. Uh, along with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is the show that's currently going on on Disney Plus for uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So uh, going back to WandaVision, I talked about the first five episodes of that. If you haven't checked that out, I'll link it or put it around somewhere so you can find it. Um, But yeah, I talked about the first five episodes of that show. So I figured I should wrap it up and talk about the the last four. I think, yeah, I think there's, there's nine total episodes. So the last four that I watched, um, the one being the Halloween episode, which happens after we get the big reveal, the big Quicksilver reveal, which, you know, uh, ends up being a complete fake out, uh, which I bit the bait on it. If you go back and watch that, um, you know, I talked about how, uh, oh yeah. And spoilers, by the way, if you haven't watched WandaVision at this point, go check it out. If you haven't, then you want to keep listening anyway. That's all cool. But spoilers in three, two, one, um, yeah, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Quicksilver and that whole reveal. Yeah, so I, I completely took the bait on on that reveal when it happened. Um, and, you know, if you go back and watch what I said about it, I was like, oh, this is how they're going to introduce the multiverse and all of that. No, I got a little bit ahead of myself. But, hey, I will say this. This show got a lot of fan theories, and that's probably why a lot of people didn't love the ending of this show uh, is because of the fan theories that it got. I got a lot of fan theories, a lot of people coming out saying, oh, this is going to happen. You know, Mephisto is going to show up. You know, these characters are going to show up and, uh, you know, they're going to introduce the X-Men and uh, the Fantastic Four, you know, the Reed Richards thing, which ended up being an absolute nothing burger. Uh, And, you know, that's the thing. You get a lot of these fans that, that get into it and they want to try and predict the story. I do it a lot myself, uh, as I, as you saw, and I was wrong there. So, uh, you know, it is what it is, but, uh, you know, I, it's a shame cause I, I, I kind of, I'm kind of sad the way that that all went down. And I guess I'll get into it when I talk about the last episode, but, um, you know, the, the episodes six and seven for me, uh, just honestly weren't that memorable. So seven being the Malcolm in the middle one. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't really have all that much to say about those. Uh, I do kind of like how, like I said, they go with the sitcom theme, but they definitely kind of leave it after a while, and it starts to kind of fizzle out of the show as you kind of start to peel back and figure out what the, what is going on. But one thing, one prediction I had actually that was correct was the Agatha prediction, which uh, ends up being the case that she's the one uh, that is pulling the strings and, you know, the Agatha all along thing, you know, and it ends up being this big reveal that she was the one manipulating the, uh, um, what did I call it? The simulation, which was what I was referring it to, which is, you know, the hexagon, the hex, you know, she's basically been manipulating a lot of it as well, like using, cause she's a witch. So she can use those kind of, uh, she can manipulate in that world as well. So I was kind of right. Um, I was thinking it was going to be a little bit more, somebody more sinister, uh, but I like Agatha as a villain. I think she's definitely, uh, you know, one of the strongest parts of the series. Uh, I, I, I really enjoyed uh, um, that character a lot. And I'd like to see her come back in, in some capacity. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it, it was it was it definitely blindsided me. I really liked that reveal a lot that she was kind of behind a lot of the uh, crazy wild things that were happening in the hex that were outside of uh, Wanda's control. So I thought that was kind of a neat 
reveal and the way they did it in that kind of sitcom-y, you know, goofy kind of uh, manner I thought was, was you know, the show has a lot of personality. I'll give it that. Um, but uh, yeah, and I liked uh, the Malcolm in the Middle stuff as well, as I mentioned. I thought, uh, you know, those were some funny references in there. But the episode I actually thought was my favorite outside of the pilot, which I still do love. I know it, a lot of people don't love it, but I do. Uh, uh, but the episode I loved was, I think it's episode eight, and that's where you get the full backstory of Wanda, um, you know, from her childhood and how. And I didn't know she had the her witch powers before she interacted with the Mind Stone. That was something that I found to be really interesting because you get the scene where she actually like comes in contact with the Mind Stone, and the reason she did is because they wanted to see what her powers would do with it because they knew she had powers and they wanted to see how they would. Uh, you know, go with the Mind Stone. So I thought that was kind of a, a really fascinating uh, way to kind of tie her into the whole Infinity storyline. Because uh, you know she she definitely has that that tie-in from... And it helps kind of flesh out the the stuff you see in Ultron a little bit more. It makes that movie a little bit more valuable. And, and speaking of that, you get the scene uh, with Vision and Wanda that I think is a really well-written scene. Uh, I think it takes place around the time of Avengers Age of Ultron. And it's like when vision was like watching Wanda and like making sure, you know, making sure she doesn't go loose and break stuff and hurt people. Cause it was after she injured all those people at the beginning of civil war or something like that, or Ultron, or one of those movies. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> I think the one where she hurts people is civil war could be wrong. No, no, it's Ultron. It's Ultron. I'm sorry. I don't remember. It's more, no, I don't remember. No, it's civil war. Shh, whatever. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Um, yeah, tell me below which one it is. Uh, but, uh, besides the point, uh, yeah, I just, with this character though, I, uh, I'm going to get into kind of some of my gripes with the show because like, well, actually I'll talk about it at the finale cause that was my least favorite episode. But going back to the episode I really liked, uh, I liked how the way they were able to show a lot of the backstory of Wanda and how, uh, Agatha kind of walks her through it. Cause it gives Agatha some purpose to the story a lot more than just kind of being like, you know, another villain, you know, cause that's kind of what the route I was thinking that they were going to go with her. And they, they kind of did, but they made it at least interesting and they made her at least interesting of a character. And, and through that, you, you, they use her as kind of a tool to, to draw exposition out of Wanda. So I thought that was a really kind of a cool, uh, way to do that. Um, and using your villain as a, as a means to draw exposition from your character, from your hero. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was neat. And Agatha was a really cool addition to the show. Uh, and, uh, yeah, then we get into, uh, you know, and I think the episode ends on a good cliffhanger too, where she has the kids pretty much held at their will. And, uh, you know, uh, she's basically forcing Wanda's hand a little bit to, to use her powers. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. So then you get into the final episode, the fi- the finale of the episode of the series, um, not of the series of the season. I think they're going to make another one. I don't know. We'll get into that. But the this show kind of fell off the rails for me in this final episode. Man, I, I was not a fan of this final episode. There was just it. All of the CGI Marvel action just completely flies in your face as soon as this episode kicks off, and from there, um, you know, you just get a lot of. Uh, CGI, uh, you know, a lot of the character development that you saw in the last episode kind of gets thrown away in exchange for, you know, the, 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 the visuals, uh, and it kind of just, it, it, it just doesn't fit the tone of the show because you didn't really get a lot of action sequences throughout the entire series. 
And now we're just getting this giant action finale and it just feels so out of place. Uh, I don't know. I feel like they could have come up with a more clever way to finish this series off, you know, to kind of fit the tone of how they were kind of just going for this wacky story. They just kind of default to this action finale and it just kind of, it doesn't really work for me, man. I, I, uh, I don't know. I, um, you know, the, the, the whole plant with the runes and all of that. I mean, I think that's definitely something we're going to see Wanda use the runes in some way or create the, learn how to create runes. That's probably what she uses the book for. Um, but you know, I just didn't find it all that fascinating. You know, it was just a lot of CGI beams and stuff like, uh, you know, you, you even get a beam in the sky moment, um, which will lead into my biggest plot hole with this entire series. Uh, you know, you get the beam in the sky moment, which shows Wanda destroying the hex. And, and, and quick aside, you got to love the beam in the sky. It's a movie television trope. Uh, I am. Go- I'm a big beam in the sky guy. Um, so if you I think I mentioned the beam in the sky, in my uh, Godzilla review. Um, but uh, basically, Wanda shoots the beam in the sky and destroys the hex. Uh, and basically with that all uh, Agatha like lifts all the mind control off of uh, Wanda's all the people that she's basically been, you know, controlling in this simulation. And my biggest thing with this is, is the mind control factor of it. It's the fact that Wanda never faces any consequences for completely taking over an entire city of people and, and controlling all of their minds, ripping them from the family. You get the, the woman that comes up to her, the, who's like the bad guy in the, in the pilot, you know, she's kind of like the snarky woman at the pool party she shows up and she's like, I just want to speak to my daughter. Like she's locked in a closet. I'm like, damn, this is getting dark. I was like, wow. I was like, whoa, this is like, this is heavy. And guess what? It doesn't pay off. It just does not pay off. I wish Wanda had some sort of consequences to face for completely overtaking an entire city. Like that's something I definitely want to see them address in the second season of this show. They need to, if, if that happens, it, it needs to be addressed because it just, it makes no sense for the fact that she faces nothing for, like, usually when characters make those kind of decisions, they need to face some sort of consequence for, for literally controlling entire people. They're like, and then I love the Monica Rambo moment, uh, which, again, she gets completely wasted in this episode. She does, she does nothing. The entire Hayward storyline, which, again, I will get into why I hate that character, but I love that scene when she talks to, to, to Wanda and she's like, yeah, uh, you know, we, they'll never understand what you did for them. And it's like, well, what, did they, what exactly did she do for them? Control their minds, hold them against their will. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and quick on Hayward before I go on to Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, quick on the Hayward thing. Uh, I hate that character. It was a horrible character. So cheesy, so corny. The, the typical warmongering, you know, military leader that just wants to weaponize whatever the MacGuffin is or character is. Boring as hell. And, and I and I like uh, Randall Park, what he did in the show, and and um, uh, the the girl from uh, Thor. I forget her name. I'm sorry. Uh, but she was really interesting and, and, and they just kind of throw those characters completely to the side. They don't really get any resolution and, and, and that's that. So the, the ending for me was blah. I liked how they tried to make it contained and then try to set up a bunch of stuff. That's not what I really wanted. I'm happy they told their, you know, their own story and how Wanda becomes the Scarlet Witch, but I don't know. It just wasn't as satisfying and fulfilling as I, as I wanted it to be. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, just a lot of CGI and not enough character in that final episode for me. And, and, and and not enough payoff with any of the other side stories that they tell. And, and again, Hayward, horrible character. So boring, so bland, so useless throughout the entire series. So on to 
the first two episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So if you've not seen these, here's your spoiler warning in three, two, one. Okay, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, so this came out, what, two weeks after WandaVision? And a little bit of background, I love the Captain America movies. I think they're arguably my favorite of the entire Avengers series. Like, it, when it comes to complete, you know, solo movies, a solo series, uh, I think it's definitely the strongest. Uh, I love the first Avenger. I think it's an underrated movie. I really do. An underrated origin story uh, in the Marvel Universe. Um, and then I love Winter Soldier, what they did with it, you know, bringing in the Russo brothers, giving this gritty wartime espionage thriller theme to you know a superhero movie was so refreshing uh and then civil war which was an awesome super uh you know hyped up but lived up to the hype was a really well told story that pit two of your favorite heroes against each other and kind of had you wondering like which one should i side with because i kind of agree with both so really good stuff uh i i really loved those movies and I love how this series has that same exact kind of tone to it. You know, you, you get that same kind of clean, uh, you know, pristine look to it. You know, this, this, you know, action thriller kind of feel to it. It definitely has that Captain America feel to it. Um, but, you know, you get these two characters that, uh, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier, who for me, I've always found to be really likable. And, and you know, when they've shown up, but just you know, I haven't cared all that much about them just because I haven't had enough of an opportunity to. So I'm happy that they're, like I said, uh, with, you know, WandaVision, that they're going back and getting some of these secondary and tertiary characters and bringing them up and making them more interesting so that when you go back and watch the older movies, you care more about them. So, and, and you kind of can see their, their arcs kind of form. So I'm all, I was all in for this series and, and, and I want to, you know, and I thought that was a great ending at end game when you see, you know, Cap give Sam the shield and, and, He's very conflicted about it. And you see that kind of come to fruition in the show. And you really start to see him dive into that. And it's one of my favorite parts of the series that so far. And that pilot is seeing him give away the shield and then kind of be conflicted with like, was it the right move? Was it the right thing to do? You know, I thought that was really brilliant um, for that character, um, especially piggybacking off of Endgame. And uh, as for Bucky and his storyline, fascinating stuff. I love how he's having to go back and, and go to the people that he's, you know, killed their friends or families or coworkers or whoever and have to go back and apologize and be like, look, I was I was under mind control. Like it wasn't me doing it. It was the you know people controlling me doing it. So I thought that was, you know, a really kind of a cool way to introduce these two characters off the bat. Um and, you know, some things in the show don't work for me, but some of them really do. And uh, so far, I, one thing is the action. Um, the sequences in, the, in, this, in these first two episodes are fantastic. Um, in, the first, in the pilot, we get that great epi- scene with uh, Sam where he's flying through and uh, going after George St. Pierre and his crew. Really, really cool stuff. I, I, I really liked that scene a lot. And, and shout out to GSP making another appearance in this series. Um, yeah. Uh, that was a cool scene. And I was like, automatically like, okay, we're already setting the tone off the bat that this is way different than WandaVision. This is just more conventional, which is a good, you know, it's a good follow-up for WandaVision because that show was super experimental and kind of out there. And this is a little bit more, you know, it's more of a, a Marvel story is what you're getting. Um, so, you know, I'm down with it and it works for these characters. And, uh, I like that, that, that they kind of 
brought the big budget action in right off the set, right off the bat. And they're like, okay, this is, you know, this is maybe a TV show, but this is movies, movie theater quality stuff. So that was uh, definitely really good. And I like the, the scenes with Bucky and the therapist and, and um, Bucky and uh, the neighbor um, who, whose son he kills too. And he can't confess to him. That stuff is so compelling. That was one of my favorite parts of the, of the, of the pilot. Um, that was that, that whole storyline. But as for Sam's secondary storyline, wasn't a big fan of the whole loan situation. Um, I like his family and the whole idea of them running this, this, uh, you know, shrimp thing or whatever they're, they're selling. I, I like that whole, you know, small town feel, but like the whole fact that Sam can't get a loan from a bank. I just found to be pretty ridiculous. I I'm sorry. Like the fact that he's an Avenger and he can't get a loan from a bank. Okay. But he can't get a loan from pepper pots or, you know, the, you know, anybody in the government that he knows I couldn't give him a loan or any other Avengers connections. Like they don't have a healthcare plan. They don't have a, like, I, I don't get it, man. Do they like, I get he's I mean, they might, and they try to address it. They're like, well, you know, cause they mentioned Tony Stark and all that. And it's like, but it just, I don't buy it. I don't buy that he would be broke as an adventure. That's just my point. I don't know. I thought that was just kind of contrived. Um, but uh, I, I do think there is potential for that storyline moving forward. Uh, you know, despite the fact that that lone scene was just so stupid. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, with the episode ending though, I really liked the ending where you get the new Captain America and it's just this, you know, this guy and they're all like, oh crap. Sam just like the look on his face is perfect for that ending of that episode. And you're just like, okay, I'm liking where this is going. And then you get into the second episode, um, which, you know, you see, uh, the action, like I mentioned that sequence with the trucks where they meet up with this, uh, oh yeah. And I forgot to mention they, they have this terrorist group, I guess that's running around. They're kind of like a, you know, a militia that they get basically just go around. And I guess they're all kind of like, they've accessed the super soldier powers and you see them and, and they have this amazing sequence with Sam and, uh, you know, uh, Bucky, they get together and they decide they're going to do this mission and go after these guys. And they, and they go after them and, and they're chasing them on these trucks. And it's an awesome fight sequence, uh, on the trucks. I thought that was really great stuff. And I was like, man, this, this is like, this should be in a movie. Like, this is great stuff. Uh, which I mean, these basically are movies. They're movie quality, and that's something Disney has, you know, shown with Mandalorian and now up through this. So great stuff there. The the action in the show is, is top notch, and I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what they continue to do with that. But I love the dynamic of Bucky and Sam and this new in this new Captain America because he's just a guy that's just you know. And I love this new character, this new Captain America, and uh, you know, I love how he's you know you kind of he's the right kind of corny. And the right kind of sympathetic because you don't, you know, he just is a guy that was just put in this position, you know, and he wants to be the best he can be, you know, and he's just a normal guy that not normal because he's really athletic and really, you know, physically gifted, but still isn't, you know, on the level of a superhero. So he's just still at the end of the day, a normal guy, but he has the shield and, and I love that. You know, he wants to be Captain America and they just completely dismiss him. And I love the scene, uh, which is honestly the best exposition scene in, in the entire series so far is when they're sitting on uh, when it's Sam uh, Bucky and uh, the new Captain America and uh, the other guy. Uh, I forget his name. God, uh, he gives like a really corny uh, superhero name and that causes Bucky to walk off the off the truck, just completely walks off and then. Uh, he caught, and then a uh, new, new Captain America makes a mistake by calling Sam uh, a wingman, and yeah, that was a great scene. I I really liked that. I was like, man, that's some really good dialogue. 
definitely some of the better dialogue in this episode. Um, then they also, you know, they're trying to introduce a lot of these rogue um, super soldiers into the storyline, which I'm interested in to see where it goes. Um, and, and Bucky's trying to track them down and they find this old one that he, he fought and actually the guy bested him back in Korea. <laughs> and I thought that was a really cool scene uh, as well. So there, there's definitely a lot to like here um, for sure. And then obviously you get the cliffhanger where they have to go find Zemo to get information. So we're going to get a return of Zemo. And ha- hey, funny, I thought about this while watching the episode. You get Zemo. Zemo, he's the villain from Civil War, if you don't know. He's the one that pits Tony and uh, Cap against each other by using Bucky as means to do that. Uh, but I love with Zemo how he outlives Tony Stark and Captain America. I just thought that to be really funny, even though he lives the rest of his life in a cell, as opposed to you know those guys who went out honorable. Um, <laughs> oh well yeah but so far I think the Captain America um, you know the shield and all that uh, I really like a lot of that stuff so I'm interested to see where it goes but uh, I think this series is the season's going to end with, with Sam taking the shield and I think it should uh, but I'm just interested to see how it all goes down and um, yeah I love the action in this much more entertaining from an action standpoint than WandaVision although WandaVision is a lot ballsier and a lot more out there this movie it, it definitely gives you back that marvel feel and you know these actors both sebastian stan and anthony mackie are so likable and charismatic that you know you can hang in there and and but yeah uh thanks for listening everybody thanks for watching if you're watching and uh yeah i'm gonna be probably finishing up this and all that oh yeah what i mean is the series and all that i'm gonna be finishing up uh, uh falcon and winter soldier Definitely uh, be reviewing the end of that at some point when that ends. But also, top 10 movies of 2020 is coming. I need to do that. Uh, I usually do it around the Oscars, and that's why I'm waiting. But I don't even think I'm going to watch the Oscars. So I just next time, I'm going to be doing it in probably February, January, February of 2022. So it'll be a bit, but it will be coming in the next couple of weeks. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, yeah, peace.